All right, you are listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes. We are sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in Kansas City, Missouri. This week on the show, we have Fowley Afani from iHeart Local Music. Howdy. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty pretty well. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you've been doing... Okay, I might not have the exact right uh, amount of time, but you've been doing iHeart Local Music since 2011? Um, or is it A little longer. That? It used to be a live journal, mm-hmm. and um, then it was hosted on some other sites. And so unofficially, probably since one or two. Oh, wow. And so, and then, you know, on the books probably, mm. 2011. <laughs> so. So, so when you made the jump to WordPress. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for tax purposes, mm. let's say 2011. <laughs> 2011. Uh, what, what, what different kind of like forms, did, like what was it more of like, did the like the content of the website and like the way you cover things really change like no, around um, then? No, just like you know, other than gear changing throughout the years, mm. and so it was always kind of interviews, show coverage, previews, um, debuting tracks, kind of things like that. Mm. Some normal, run of the mill journalism. Yeah. So. But yeah, I guess you were in kind of the era of the MP3 blog for a minute, and did you kind of take that on or? Yeah, um, so, yeah, when there was a time when, you know, Twitter was, like, new and social media was new, and so that was a really big help, and then slowly social media kind of limited what an audience could see, so we had to do things differently. So, But most of our um, users come to the site, like, every day mm. to check stuff out, and most of them are people who are older who don't go to shows but still want to know what happens at shows. And so when we throw a show to market to a completely different audience and we just have and that's how it is like when we throw a show whether we have a story up um take part in festival all these things have different little audiences so Mm. we got everyone covered oh yeah and i guess just to take a second to to gripe between the two of us like facebook posting stuff on facebook that's just like a hassle right now it's helpful but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's it's. I think it's still where most of my audience comes from, even though yeah. it's just so limited at this the point. The more we cater to a Facebook audience, the less it benefits bands. Mm. Like the less it connects people directly to a band, and so and that didn't used to be the case, but it's just different. If we were in KC, it would be a little different. But since we're in Lawrence, it's you know not the same as if we were in KC. So um, we had to make sure that people were not relying on Facebook to get music news. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you you've been in the game yeah. for some time. I've been but... in media relating to music since the '90s. Because mm-hmm. back in the '90s, you could work when you were 15 and nobody cared. <laughs> so you could ha- employ 15 year olds. I worked in radio. Shout out to questionable labor laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of it was like within three years of me immigrating over to the U.S. for good, mm-hmm. and then job. And that was it. So, but I also, you know, to be fair, had like five jobs at once as a teenager. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And where, where's your family from again? Um, I have one parent from Kansas mm. and one from the Middle East. And so, and it's from a country that nobody likes. So I kind of keep it on the down low. Mm. Gotcha. But if you know me, it's obvious. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so- uh, so you did go, you were going to KU once you moved over? No, I was in, um, starting high school, oh, yeah. junior high-ish time. So, uh, we lived overseas and then during the Gulf War, we had to leave. Kind of like, 
middle of the night. <laughs> and so it was very different. And so we were back and forth thinking, we kept thinking we could go back and it was never the same. And so we just came here permanently in 95. Hmm. And uh, that was good because, you know, it's nice to be in your family. And uh, we went from a very big bustling city in the Middle East to nowhere, Kansas, a very small town where there was no media. There's no barely any TV. You know, the radio like had nothing. This is before the Internet. And so um, we had to if I wanted music, I had to rely on House of Sight and Sound, which was a really good record store in the city next door, which was Salina. And so. And then I remember when Amazon was new, like mailing them an envelope full of money and coins and getting like records back. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, very sheltered, you know, life from media in, you know, the U.S. But for some reason, the Middle East, like where everything's censored, had access to more, hmm. which is a little strange to me. But now this is what I work in full time because I love it and nobody can stop me. <laughs> but um, I think... I- Maybe I'm just misremembering, but like you'd, I thought you'd told me before also that you, you ended up just getting a lot of CDs and stuff from like the library too, or no, no. I mean, eventually, no. I mean, like I, I bought a lot of CDs, and then I worked in radio stations, and so we had access to a lot of music there. But um, we could get a lot of music from the library in Lawrence, mm. but that wasn't until like two. That was a little recently. Yeah. So. No, and I guess that was definitely, like, an enticing part of working in music media, like, pre, like, super internet era, just because, like, yeah. you, it was a lot easier to get your hands on, like, CDs and, like, even, like, I don't know, some kind, just lots of different types of music media, just because, like, they, they entrusted you with, like, oh, you're going to review it, we'll, we'll send that to you. Yeah. And, and we, you know, people kind of think that working in radio was just sitting around listening to music all day and it was it was so much fun but then like radio took a huge nosedive and so and now when people kind of send us albums for review we like we're like hold on to your physical copies just send us the digital ones and we can review it that way don't worry about sending us something physical keep it for yourself yeah. and so you know which really throws some people for a loop i'm like no you should keep that it's fine we'll do fine with just digital but unless you have something special like in the physical package that needs to be seen so but yeah i don't mm-hmm. know uh, People still like having something physical to hold on to, and that really hasn't changed too much, so that's good. Um, and a lot of people we talk to, like, that's still really important. Like, you can do a lot as a musician digitally, but it seems like having something physical still means you've made it. Mm. Like you, you've become bigger. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. I think it just, like, for a lot of people, it just shows, like, how serious you are about, like, the art that you're making, like, that you're willing to put in, like, the effort and the money and everything into like making sure there's physical copies and like I don't know I think like it just kind of shows to me that you really kind of believe in your work to some extent and I don't know if you feel that way about it but yeah and it's nice because musicians and people who go to shows tell me like it's leaving them with something to remember you by Mm. and so you have it so cool and um so were, were you at KJHK when you were at? Yeah, I yep. was at KJHK, and, um, you know, it was interesting because when I... I'd worked in commercial radio before going to KJHK, mm. and so when I showed up to apply, there were men there who didn't let me pick up an application. It was very... It was like a guarded boys' club. 
And then a friend of mine named Meredith, who is um, a DJ now, um, has DJed in New York, Seattle, like all sorts of places, and in Lawrence sometimes. She became like the station manager and just like destroyed that boys club and made it really open. And so when a lot of us were working there, it went really well. I was production director for a long time, for a couple of years there, and which by college standards, that's a long time. And so um, it was, it went really well. We went to some conference um, in New York City and we got there and we unpacked and we heard a commotion and we're like, what's going on? And we opened our windows and the, the Iraq war had been declared. And I had just like finished getting over the first Iraq war which I lived through. And so I was like, why is this happening again? I don't understand. And so we were all kind of protesting in the streets at night, but doing college radio things by day. And that was a really unique bonding experience for us. But, and then we came back to Kansas and, you know, all hell broke loose and everybody went and fought overseas. And yeah. that was a shit show. So but that sounds like the, the <laughs> ideal, uh, liberal arts experience yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty interesting, but, um, you know, Things like that couldn't have happened if we didn't have such a tight bond in, in the crew, you know. So, mm. um, but overall, like the experience was really well. That back in back, this was back in like from two thousand one to three ish mm. era. I can't remember the exact years, but and there were so many shows, and that's when live music was really popular. And shows like um, Pink House. Um, pirate house all these house venues and then it started transitioning more to like venues like the replay and the granado always had good shows and so um you know it was like this wonderful time for live music and so um i started interning at lawrence.com and uh phil cawthon who started lawrence.com um at that time kind of like showed me how to talk to musicians and you know talk to them like they were human beings and people mm. which a lot of journalists don't do very well so um that was and then I went and worked in tv for mm. a while and came back with like really intense journalism training and but always kind of kept this up on the side yeah. and now this is my main gig mm. and um but yeah have you just on the subject of KJHK have you kind of like kept like kept good track of them over the years and like kind of watched like how the station has changed since you've been there? Like, and, you know, a lot of people like to complain and say, like, well, in my day, it was like this. It's like, it's not for you. It's yeah. for them. It's that generation. It's their thing now. And so, but we don't work with them a lot. Mm. It's their thing. That's different. You know, like when I was there, it was 60 people on staff. You have one meeting a week. Now it's like way more. It's, I don't know, maybe like 200 or something like that. And they have meetings all the damn time. And I don't know what they do because <laughs> all I hear from people who work there is how busy they are with meetings. And, you know, occasionally there's things like farmer's ball and there's, um, you know, and they're on events every now and then, but we don't, I don't see them cause we're operating in different scenes. Yeah. And so, and we've, um, done shows and coverage catered towards the college crowd and it's gone fine, but it's not worth the time and money because they have, uh, old, people my age will complain that, like, well, the kids don't care and they're not going to shows. I see it as they have way more horrible things on their plate than we did at their age. The tuition is outstanding and insane, and they have a lot more to deal with in school, and everything's horrible, and the like, you know economy looks like crap, and it's just harder. When I was in school, I had three jobs, and that paid for everything, and I graduated with no debt. You can't do that now. So I'm not going to get mad and blame them for anything with live music. Mm. 
they get out when they can and do and have fun and but I'm not not part of that crowd that gets really angry at the young crowd about how they treat live music it's they have way harder things to deal with than we did at, at age so mm-hmm. they need to be cut some slack yeah and you, have you kind of have you enjoyed uh, I, I know you cover farmers ball pretty no often. I don't we never we have never once covered farmers ball oh really no nope. okay I must be just like some of the bands that play it you end we, up covering we like, yeah I mean, and there's kind of bands that are active and we cover them anyway but yeah. we have never once covered farmers ball I don't like contests <laughs> because yeah. I feel bad like they're all good and I just you know and most of the time they're very good natured like they're all happy for each other but you just you know. I want everybody to be covered and feeling good about themselves. So mm. I don't like contests very much. Yeah, I guess that'll be that'll lead well into another question I had, which was like, I, I'm and this is you know a lot of I feel like a lot of people I know kind of talk about this when they talk about your site, but like you know I don't know if I have read like a real negative review that you've written. Maybe they're out there and I just haven't seen we them. We did once. We we ripped apart a band that ended up being one of our favorite bands. Yeah, <laughs> so, bands uh, And it was it was because they unknowingly kind of did something that was my one. I I just I hate clowns. I don't like clowns. I don't like cholerophobia. I and a band they all dressed as clowns, mm. and I didn't know it was a gimmick. And they they kind of emailed me and said like hey you know like we actually dress something different every show that day we just dressed as clowns yeah. you should come out again it was dean monkey on the dropouts mm. <laughs> so i'm glad that they messaged me because i was just like i can't do the clown thing it's not my thing but it's not that we're nice to every band there are a lot of bands that are shit and we don't like we just don't think they deserve the time of day yeah there are a lot of bands that are terrible and are filled with terrible people and they are doing nothing for our scene and they are damaging or they're horrible and they're full of abusers. I don't want anything to do with them. Mm. And if that's the case, they don't deserve time on a website. Yeah. I'm going to give that space and time to someone who works really hard and cares about their music and their fans and the, you know works hard to build up their music scene. Mm. If someone's shitty, like I'm not going to spend time tearing them down. Yeah. So when I get like 50 emails a day, I don't have time to tear someone down. If they're shitty, they're just not, they're not even worth me thinking about for a single minute in my day yeah so that sounds meaner doesn't it <laughs> but they're out there there's, there's yeah. a lot of crap but i'm not gonna but if they end up there. on a show that you're at like you usually just don't mention them even yeah so or, no yeah. so like that's not true because sometimes we'll go just to cover one band yeah and um people on the rest of the lineup will be like what was wrong with us why'd you do that and it was like it can be anything mainly sometimes usually it's because we just wanted to profile this one band yeah. you know but there have been other times where um, you know, maybe the other band played really shitty, and I know they don't normally play shitty, and so we just pack up the camera, we shut it off, and we leave. I'm not going to publish a story about somebody being shitty. And, or, um, you know, one time I covered a band that was good, but my photos were terrible. I just didn't get a single nice shot of someone. Mm. It was like eyes half closed. I tried really hard, and I was being distracting at that point, so I just gave up. It was like, let them have a nice show. Don't let me get in the way. And so, and usually, like, we'll talk about it after. Like, hey, I liked your show. Sorry, I won't have anything because my photos were terrible. I don't like it when someone comes and publicly posts a comment like, yeah, why did you cover only this act? Boo! It's like, well, now you're tearing down the other act that was on the bill. Like, don't make them feel bad. That's that's nasty. Mm -hmm. So I also, one time, I covered, I went to a show, and I was just there for fun. And somebody was playing a song that I thought was really great. So I covered them and I left. 
And I left because I was pregnant and I had really severe morning sickness. And so um, the other act on the show that I didn't get to see sent a like, series of really angry emails, like threatening, harassing emails, like just very, very mad. Like, like why, didn't, why didn't you stay the, and throw up on me? My, yeah, like my, my mother is wondering where these photos are and how dare you and you're only in this for fashion. And, um, you know, and I, and I told them like, hey, you know, nobody knows this yet, but I'm pregnant. And I have really bad mornings, and they still just like were. Just, so they kept throwing out the term like, "Why are you just doing this for fashion?" And so I started, you know, I'm starting a fashion segment on the site just, just because it yeah. pissed them off so bad. So <laughs> it's like, well, if you insist, it's not, I'm it's really not, in this for fashion. Not but, their fault. You're stylish. Yeah. Fa- well, fashion and music go hand in hand, and yeah. so it's good to have bands that have style. Mm. You know, and that's the broad definition. You can have different types of styles. So I believe a band should have some sort of fashion, mm. you know, that, they, that they're both artistry that go hand in hand. It helps out a lot. But I'm not going to hold against someone if they don't have any specific decided style. Yeah. So even like sneakers and jeans, that's a style. Like that's a broad definition, keeping mm. that very open on purpose. But, you know, I'd, um, that's the only reason like why we would cover like maybe one person just to focus on one act Cause, and also we sometimes the rest of the acts on the bill are bands we've covered a lot and if you cover someone too much you will inadvertently make the audience hate them i remember other journalists who used to cover the same five bands that their friends were in like over and over again and the town just hated them and it wasn't the band's fault it was because the journalist in town was only covering the same five acts so that's irresponsible journalism at that point Hmm. and um so i guess we got the that part out of the way but i guess uh, (laughs) um i also wanted to just talk to you about um like I don't know, some of the more, like, memorable early moments after you started the site, like, like, what, what, like, oh, I don't know, I, I guess I just want to know, like, at least first, like, what was your real, like, intention and goal when, like, the first days of the website? So, my real intention and goal, <clears throat> it was very clear, and that was to get people to focus on bands that were not getting any attention. Mm-hmm. So, I went to this show once, and it was, like, a fundraiser. Um, for something might have been like for Haiti when the earthquake hit or something um, and there was a band at the time called Cowboy Indian Bear and I didn't know anybody in the band and Caitlin wasn't Caitlin Conroy wasn't even in the band at that point she would come and guest on a couple of songs and I thought like wow these these guys are really great this is a good band and then like there was also another band like The Noise of Them and I'd see them other other shows nobody was there this is like way early in their career and I knew some of them from prior projects like I knew Marty was in um, like the Sister Maria I think is what it's called I'm not entirely yeah, sure I can't remember like yeah, so, yeah and I remember that like as I, I love electronic music that's my favorite and so um, you know I remember that from back in the day and I thought like Caitlin had the most beautiful voice in town and I was like why isn't anybody watching this band and I'd get so mad and so I wrote I started doing this and you know, like in, in journalism, you report just the facts. You leave your opinion out of it. And so everything I did was reporting the facts. Like, hey, this is what a show looked like. We, we didn't weren't really into previewing shows because bands play so often every other week in Lawrence or every week sometimes if they're like really active. And so we'd say, hey, this is what it looked like. This is what you missed. This is what happened. They're gonna play again. Go see them again. This is what it'll look like. If this is what you like, go see it. And so we also kind of were covering 
you know, a lot of genres that we didn't know anything about and had no business in just to show people like this exists, go see it. And so, um, you know, like when I was in college, hip hop was going really great and strong and they'd have not just good hip hop shows, but like B-boy battles and the wax clash DJ battle was one I really liked. And then like, it just dropped, it disappeared just cause there was scene turnover. And then like bear club was kind of doing a good job at maintaining a presence, but like nobody was going out. And so, and now like, you know, hip hop is really great in Topeka, Lawrence and Kansas city, just fantastic. Yep. And I get really irritated because people who work in media who are supposed to cover concerts and live music between like Topeka and Kansas city, they'll say like, Valley, why is there no hip hop? I just lose my mind. I was like, it's all there. Like they're actually like from a business standpoint, it's the, the best people to work with because they're the ones who schedule consistent releases. They have music videos that look top notch. They send the best press releases. Like their emails are the most professional of all the music emails I get. And so it's irritating that like they think they're not there. And it's like, you're just not wanting to listen. Like this scene is going really strong and they don't need your help, you know, but you need to give them a peace of mind. Whenever there's a big festival, how many hip hop acts do you see on it? Not a lot. And it's shameful. And so that's kind of, but now it's, it's going really strong and I love the way it's going. But again, that's something where I came into it with not a lot of knowledge. Mm. And part of that is just me coming from another country and not having access to a lot of that and catch, playing catch up, you yeah. know. So, so you, you were doing like a lot of rock music when you were younger. Yeah, well, and like pop, and like electronic and pop music, mm-hmm. and so because like everything we get there is very European, and so whatever the Europeans were into, that's what we were listening to, <laughs> and so it was a lot of like techno, but um, you know, and so um, it's just frustrating when people kind of I I just want people to know this exists, like this happens and it's going really strong. Um, go to this, yeah. you know, that was kind of the whole premise for why we started, um, writing. Mm. Oh, yeah. And on, on the note of like hip hop, like a couple things like, yeah, the, you're, you are right. Like the, the most professional emails I get are from hip hop acts and like they're, they always have a good link, a good little bio and everything. And like anytime there's like a new, like indie rock band that wants me to write about them, they're always like, it's just like some like sent from my iPhone email that <laughs> that has like ten different typos and like sometimes a link to their music online yeah. and I'm like I can't do much with this. Yeah. <laughs> but and also you mentioned like how prominent the hip hop scene in just the whole eastern Kansas area in general, like Kansas City, Lawrence, Topeka, yeah. uh, is becoming more prominent because like. I think Field Day Fest has, like, at least, and, and I know it kind of took, like, all of that, that, I, I don't know what you would call it, but, like, a lot of people are talking about how hip-hop wasn't being included a couple of years ago, and so, I think they've probably made some pretty good Yeah, and the festival so. itself was, like, very small, and so, and the people who started it weren't really, the, like, the people who are in charge of it now, um, and, I mean, it's, there's some people involved still, but it's different, so when it was, it was, like, one day, and then it was, like, two days with eight bands. And sometimes it was just, like, whoever's available. Um, and then, like, the year people really complained, it, you know, I went through, and and this is going to sound um, big-headed, but, like, I know every musician in every band. And I went through and counted how many people of color were on the lineup, and it was, like, 50-50. And so it was, like, right, it was, like, very even. And just because someone was a person of color doesn't mean it, like it, it wasn't a hip hop act. And so some, the argument was that they, they they thought the festival was too white 
but it was like no like there's there's like people who are Puerto Rican who play in psych rock bands you know things like that and um, but I didn't hear a lot of arguments about like well there's not enough hip hop but like there is definitely like this year and the years before the couple last two years were really good but it need, it's um, I think this year there's a more concentrated effort to make it spread out instead of just like here's the hip hop showcase or mm-hmm. here's the night where all the hip hop is and make it so that's accessible at every venue because they had a lot of it but it was all in one place and they were like well that's not right we need to have that more accessible everywhere mm-hmm. and so and when we book lineups we make sure like that's always included and like in Lawrence you can do that you can book like a, a show with like a rock band a hip hop act and then like electronic or like a bluegrass <laughs> and so and it works like you can mix the genres together and I don't know if that's something that happens a lot in KC or not it might but you know sometimes when book shows people are like well we don't really you know match that band I'm like it's okay it's fine yeah it'll work it's just Lawrence and everybody's gonna show up after 1am anyway it's fine don't mm-hmm. worry about it <laughs> but um no yeah um you have had like um showcases at Field Day Fest like over the last two three years right and yeah do you have a specific iart local music showcase this year yes we do we haven't announced it yet because we're still nailing down like a couple of big acts Mm. and so but um we can mention like there's i'll I'll mention two acts that are definitely on it we have young machetes who i'm just floored by i really like them and then uh serene fiend is also on our showcase and so and the rest will be announced later surprise be be looking out for those (laughs) i feel like my life is just a series of announcements this summer (laughs) so it's just one announcement after the other Mm. oh yeah and i guess to to backtrack a little bit though like i I said i was going to ask this but like as you were first kind of starting the website and everything after you kind of knew what you were doing like what were like did you have like a lot of like kind of early moments where like you felt like really encouraged like are there can you think of any specific like shows that went super well and like kind of like motivated you at all or stuff like that um, you know, I really liked Scion Garage Fest. I know that's a corporate thing, and it was once, but that kind of really set the bar for like, here's how to have a festival at several venues at once across one town, mm-hmm. and it was super. I was I was pregnant with my first kid during that one, and I remember I was watching <clears throat> Best Coast at Liberty Hall, and she pulled a little girl on stage and like played with her, and we have like we have video of it online, and it was. You know, and now the family has the video because they found us and asked for it. And that was like a really big moment for me because, I mean, she was very young. uh, Bethany was when she at that show. And I've covered her every time she's come through. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen her like grow like from someone very young pulling kids on stage at Liberty Hall. And then like now just like full on like like a woman and everything that happens in a woman's journey to adulthood and kind of seen her go through everything. And so I've even seen her like at shows where she was like stressed out and hating everything and like taking big swigs of alcohol from a bottle and angry on stage. That was at South by, I wasn't here. And so, <laughs> because that's what South by does to you. Oh yeah. Oh my God. No, you, 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 go, you, you go down there pretty regularly. We, we right? did. We don't anymore because yeah. we discovered it was better, not discovered, decided it was better to put all of our money into supporting musicians on the local level here. Yeah. What we were doing at South by was supporting musicians in front of Casey crowds down there. And um, in return, Casey was not doing a lot for Lawrence Bantz. Lawrence bands were coming to KC getting paid $30 for a show. That's crap. So we were putting a lot of our money into making sure bands get paid on big shows in Lawrence. 
And then that way they had a lot of eyes on them. They had maybe some press out of it, depending on what kind of show it was. Um, you know, they had something to show for it, something to work off of. And, and one musician, it's not announced yet, but like one musician is getting signed to a big label because of it. And so things like that and a lot of efforts we did. So we're keeping our dollars local because, I mean, we're called iHeart Local Music. So mm-hmm. our focus is always on local stuff before bigger things. And also it's important to keep our focuses on um, even touring acts to come through because the people who put on the shows like that, you know, it's not like, you know, um, one of the big corporate companies that puts on things maybe like at Sprint Center or whatever, but like it's, it's local companies like Mammoth and 11 Productions work really hard on throwing good shows that are memorable in Lawrence. And, um, you know, I wanted to keep my dollars local to keep those shows there and not lose them to other cities. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, you want bands to feel welcome when they come through and come back and all that. And it's a shame when, like, you know, maybe something has the potential to be booked here and then it gets booked in another city by a corporate entity with a lot of money um, we've seen this happen before and then that show ends up having like not very good attendance, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, whereas I think there's one promoter who like always makes home cooked meals for the bands when they come through. So like they play a good show, they get paid, they sell tickets, they play a huge crowd and they get a home cooked meal. Like that's the nicest thing that could happen to you on tour, I think. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I like to see. Lawrence is a very much a live music Mecca and I want, I want to see it kept that way. I was reading like this biography on Iggy Pop, and he was talking about, like, oh, Detroit in the 70s. Oh, this Detroit scene. And I just think there's no reason why Lawrence can't be talked about that way. Like, oh, Lawrence, and during this time, like, had a recording studio at the library that was free. And, like, these venues were amazing. And they charged very little at the door, but bands made money and could live off of it. Like, this is my job. This is the only job I do that I put the most work into. Yeah. And so I don't do anything else. And for a lot of musicians, it's the same deal. Like, it has to go well. Mm. And no, so you mentioned the the Scion Fest, and like, what what what? How did that fest really work? Like you told me, yeah, they had like a lot of garage acts. So it was, mm. it was like a garage fest, and that was when garage was kind of getting really big. Yeah. And so they had like King Con and the Shriners, I think, at Bottleneck, and then they had like a lot of like burger stuff. Yeah, of, um, yeah, yeah. It was a little before burger stuff got really big, but mm. it was a lot of that kind of sound. And so, and it was just wild and a lot of fun. I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there's a good blog post to go back and yeah, look and at. Yeah, so I think that's when my that's when I heard local music maybe was hosted on another site. Mm. And some of those and those sites were on for companies that have since shut down. And when I say shut down, like they sold the servers. So there's very little evidence of my work, which is really frustrating. You might be able to find it in the cache. But yeah. Yeah. But I'm but you have the last seven years of stuff on lock right yeah. now, so it's good to have that on your own your yeah. own little thing. It's it's going really well. Mm. I like it. And it's nice because everything's still kept very local. Like, you know, my web editor is very local and my designer is very local and so everything's going like keeping it super like keep my dollars local. Whenever we print merch we do it with local companies, things like that. Yeah. And um Another thing I wanted to... Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, a little bit of why you, you came on the show today. You have the print edition of oh, yeah. I Heart Local Music. It's going to be a quarterly magazine yeah. coming out. 
the first one. Do you know in the first one? So we're having a launch party June 22nd. June 22nd. And um, we're going to have the jackpot with CS Luxem Approach and the Bad Ideas. And you see what I mean by like you can have different genres <laughs> on a lineup and it's just fine. Um, and uh, it'll come out quarterly. It is free. It is getting dispensed at venues and coffee shops downtown that are only ones that are on the Black Lives Matter solidarity list. Um, you know, we'll also kind of have it up at KU eventually to mm. welcome students back to school um, and kind of get them more involved in music. But, you know, for the most part, it's very, uh, very much a downtown thing. And so because that's, that's our entertainment district. That's where yeah. we have shows. We don't have shows really anywhere else in town. This is a special occasion. Mm. So, yeah, it's a it took a long time to put together. Yeah. And it's very necessary, according to what our readers wanted. So we have things in the magazine that are not online and are special and something like physical that people can hold on to. And a lot of people are kind of drifting away from Facebook. They're getting very irritated with it, but they still want a calendar to look at, to know what's coming up. And so that's there for them as well. Mm. And I won't be hurt if it's not, but will it be available anywhere in Kansas city? Eventually. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just because we do work with a lot of Kansas city events. Mm -hmm. We profile a Kansas city act in our first issue. Yeah, but um, I guess can can you give us any idea of like some of the like exclusive stuff that'll be in the the first magazine? Well, or the first issue is stuff? heavily promoting Field Day Fest, mm-hmm. so that's kind of why we're releasing it a little late for a summer issue because Field Day Fest is in July, and we wanted it to come out right before this. So it's coming out about a month before the festival. Yeah. So um, it's going to very much focus on that. So if you look at the lineup for Field Day Fest, you'll that's the kind of stuff we're focusing on. We mm-hmm. won't be covering anything that's not going to be in there. So that's all I can say, right? So you'll get to hear about all the, the bands playing your showcase and everything? Um, and that, not, not yet, yeah. but, the, but we'll but the, be focusing be on, there. like, the big wigs. Yeah. yeah. So Cool. And, no, yeah, but um, besides, like, people being irritated with Facebook and, like, wanting something to hold, like, do you, are there any other reasons, like, personally why you want to have the the physical magazine yeah well you know it goes back to kind of leaving something to remember you by like bands they can see reviews online and but then when they see something in print like it's something more concrete a lot of also a lot of touring acts they only want to work with print publications and so that's helpful as well even though like we reach a wider audience so there might be an instance where like you know a show is coming to lawrence we're the Lawrence Music Publication, but somebody will still want to like work with a print issue in Kansas City that's not going to cover the show or do much to promote it just because it's print. And so that still means more to some people. And uh, it also allows us to have a bigger staff and cover more. Mm. So it's not just you know two people running to everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about was like, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people in Kansas City, either intentionally or unintentionally, just don't hear, like, just stay super up to date with, with what's happening in Lawrence. So, like, I know one thing that's kind of changed recently is there's new management at the, at the jackpot. Yeah. And you, you said you're pretty excited about that. It's going really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy what's been going on there and, you know, like... He really understands the importance of making sure bands get paid. Mm. And so sometimes even if like a show happens and nobody shows up, they just pay the bands. They don't like, you know, take out of the door, which is usually what the bands get. They get what people pay at the door. But a lot of venues will take out of that money to pay 
their staff and then they don't so and they're booking more shows regularly now and they're bringing in like all the different genres and so it's going pretty well i like it and we need more like venues in lawrence because it was very limited for a little bit so i mean i mean they're all great nothing crappy happens but you know it's nice to have more availability yeah so and all the shows there are like either 18 plus or all ages yeah usually so and then they're like like other venues usually about three dollars to get in so goes really well unless it's like a special occasion so mm. are there any other big lawrence happenings like recently that you think people should know about we have pride fest coming up yeah. that was a really big deal to me i had some people who work who are queer and work in the music scene who were really frustrated that you know something would be labeled a pride night but it was just like they'd still book straight djs or straight talent and things like that and it was straight people profiting so um and like you know in a couple of cases it really hurt them like it messed them up pretty bad and so we wanted to throw an event a two-day festival during pride month which is june and have it completely like free all ages so it's accessible to everybody but um only queer talent were booked on it and uh, they they got paid and then um jackpot agreed to host it and help cover some of those expenses and they also agreed to only have queer people working so your sound guy some bartenders they're all you know going to be from the queer community and that was also a big deal to make sure that really anybody who's making money (laughs) off of this event Mm. is part of the queer community and so i kind of like set it up and then just like like i'm not making any money from it and we're actually paying some of the talent as well and so um Part of the agreement also was, you know, every second Saturday is Pride Night at the jackpot. And, like, while my Pride Night had to deal with bands, because that's what I do, theirs is, is, like, drag. So it's, like, drag night. And um, in Lawrence, we have a really nice queer community who are they're active and love nightlife, but they don't get anything on a weekend. They get, like, random days, weekdays or, like, a Sunday and things like that. And so this was something that they really wanted was, like, a weekend where they can all party. And then like a lot of them work in the service industry. So like Saturday night, it was nice to get off work and then go do that. And so, um, you know, we set it up with Miss Amanda, who Miss Amanda Love, who's a drag queen in Lawrence and, and then like stepped away from it. Like this is all yours now. Mm-hmm. You do it. And the owner built them a catwalk. Wow. So there's going to be a catwalk coming out of the stage for the drag queen. Oh yeah. So it's going to be music. Yeah. With, with like, like DJs drag and yeah. drag stuff. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. And so like, I'm really excited to see, go see how that happens because like i really just am fully immersed and completely working in the music scene all the time but when i get a night off rarely and i just want to do something else like i go to drag night Mm. and i like i like that because you know there was no there's none of that where i grew up and um that's something i wanted to be supportive of and you know try to see what i could do you know as an old straight lady (laughs) to be helpful Mm. and so it was just kind of getting the right people connected with each other and then stepping away from it and letting it, you know, like I'm saying, this is their thing. I have mm. no business in this because, I, like I said, I'm an old straight lady with kids and whatever. So, you know, that's that's really exciting. So we um, to kick it off, we're doing, like, the Pride event. And, you know, we we book queer musicians all the time anyway. We just don't say, like, oh, look, we booked queer musicians. Like, that's just should be the norm, yeah. you know. Like, they're playing events all the time anyway but just wanted to do something nice and special for them mm. so and that'll be june 8th and 9th mm-hmm. at jackpot 
at the jackpot. And who who all's performing there? We have Q, um, Wick and the Tricks, ya- the Superflower. So I say Yana, but now it's Superflower. Superflower. And so um, then also Vibrolux and Calvin Arsenia. Mm. And uh, we're going to have drag performances from Miss Amanda Love and Micah Ann, who um, she also is a musician. Yeah, she has some songs with the Q. Yeah, so she might actually appear with her during her performance, and then next night she's doing drag. Nice. So, And um, what else was I just going to say? Oh, yeah, so um, that's coming up. There's the, the new pr- the magazine coming out. Yep. Jackpot is fun right now. Yep. Um, is there any, are there any, like, okay, so you mentioned you're very excited about Young Machetes. You did, like, a whole introdu- introducing, like, yeah. Young Machetes article earlier this year. What other, like, new 2018 acts in Lawrence are you really excited so, about? Right and now? I have, I have trouble keeping track of some things because I had a baby last year and everything was a whirlwind. But, I, you know, it's not so much 2018, but, like, I really like Serene Fiend. I like what mm-hmm. he's doing. I like Elliot Fox, too, another electronic musician. LK Ultra is really leaving a big impact yeah. with a lot of the Lawrence Teasters. And that's what, it's just one of those things. Where I don't cover people just because they're young. I, I cover them when they're good. And every show is just, like, way better than the last. And so, I, like, two months from now, it might be even crazier and really fun. So we'll see. I don't know what their plans are because some of them, you know, they, they might go to college. I'm not sure. Yeah. They're, all, they're all in high school and met at the girls' rock camp. Hmm. Um, and so that's a band that people have really been just feeling lately oh yeah like because i remember i saw like one of your videos i think of like their one of their first shows like sometime last year i'm like oh this is pretty cool they're doing like a cool little garage rock thing i'm like like i just didn't think much of it at the time but then like i hear one of their like recordings that they posted on soundcloud for like the farmer's ball like they posted all like songs from all the bands playing that and i'm like wow they got even better and i was like man it's i should i and i've like asked them to play a couple of kansas city shows since then and i've found out like oh yeah none of us can drive yet so <laughs> maybe maybe another yeah. time but we cannot get a ride to Kansas City that night. So hopefully we'll all get to see them soon. And let, but I think people should definitely try to get to Lawrence and catch that band. That's yeah, and that, at Field Day Fest, that's going to be the show where everybody really wants... That's the one they really want to see. Yeah. So that's a big deal to a lot of people. Mm. Um, I think, what else people were excited for in Field Day Fest? Actually, no, we talk about it in the magazine, so you'll just have to wait till it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that's most of what I wanted to get to, but we'll definitely have to, you know, bring you back every once in a while, get a a fun little Lawrence update, and maybe just dig up some different, like, early stuff every time and look back. I cover so many shows that sometimes it's hard for me to remember, and so (laughs) what happened in those first years. Yeah. And you could ask me, like, what I'm seeing next week, and I'll have, like, no idea. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, let me check my calendar. It's I have no clue. stuff all the time. Yeah. That's okay. But, Exciting world of music journalism. Yeah. But I, I'd really like people to come and check out Field Day Fest. You know, like, Middle of the Map Fest is a really great local music festival. There are two Lawrence acts on there this year, and I mm. think sometimes people think they're from KC. So Lawrence does not have a presence in Middle of the Map Fest. We're, not, we're actually not covering it this year because there aren't any bands from our community going up there Mm. um i mean there's a couple but there are two we cover all the time and so um field day fest is a really good way to get a snapshot 
what's going on and they've kind of expanded so they have not just bands from like the neighboring cities like St. Joe and Manhattan in whatever they're actually kind of got bands from other states coming in as well which mm. is a really big deal and so um people have been kind of limiting their shows to make sure for this and festivals are where you get to see bands do something special you know like you can see the same band give like really great shows every time but festivals are where crazy shit happens somebody on one of our showcases is gonna light something on fire so i mean i can't say much that's any incentive for the the pyromaniacs out there it'll be fine nothing's gonna catch on fire we'll we'll survive it'll be fine don't worry about it (laughs) that's what i keep telling valley will have a fire extinguisher (laughs) at the ready uh, but yeah, um, so people can make sure to follow at Shellcock Mag on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out shellcockmag.bigcartel.com for t-shirts, photozines, and buttons. And our, check our Facebook page for the shows we're hosting coming up. Um, where can people find your work online and everything? Where can they find it? iHeartLocalMusic.com. You have to spell it out, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You have to say the whole thing, like a Tribe Called Quest. You have to say iHeartLocalMusic.com. And on Instagram, it's iHeartLocalMusic. On Twitter, it's just HeartLocalMusic. So someone, someone beat you to it. They just back then you couldn't have that many letters. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, this was a long time ago. So, mm. but um, for, and then we'll also be in magazines throughout the Lawrence area, downtown, and eventually in KC. But for now, you'll have to come to Lawrence. Mm. Well, awesome. I appreciate you coming by to be on the show today. We appreciate you covering shows and having us out. Awesome. <laughs>